the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Why continue to live in pain and suffering when you don't have to? You have the power of decision right now to turn to the Lord and accept and receive the gift that God has for you. Welcome to The Healing Word, a ministry of the Largo Community Church. On today's program, Pastor Morris is going to explore the subject of suffering and the hope that God provides as you face struggles in your life today. Let's get to the introduction of today's message. Today's message is entitled, Hope Beyond Suffering. God has an ultimate answer for suffering. If there's any pain, emotional, mental, physical pain, suffering in your life right now, I believe God is here right now to hear and answer your prayer and to bring healing and wholeness to your emotions, to your physical body, uh, to you psychologically. Christ is the answer. God has the ultimate answer. The ultimate answer is Jesus. Look to him, friend. Well, let's go into the sanctuary, hear the message, be built up in the faith by the word of God and receive the blessing that God has prepared for you today. Now, the sermon outline is two main parts. The problem, the solution. So that should be rather easy to follow. That's all. The problem and the solution. The problem is the suffering, the pain, the hurt, the agony. It's universal. We learned that last week. There isn't a place on earth or a person on earth that hasn't experienced suffering. Physical suffering and mental suffering. I understand that there are approximately seven point one three million people on this earth. That means there are a billion, billion, seven point one three billion people are hurting today. There's a problem somewhere in your life, in your marriage, with your parents, with your children, with your job, with your finances, with your emotions, with your sadness, with your sorrow. There's a problem. And some people are experiencing a number of problems. But we have an answer. God has given us the answer. The answer is Jesus. Christ is the answer to all our needs. Now, God designed mankind with a beautiful design and a beautiful purpose found in two words. Anybody remember those two words from last Sunday? You were here, weren't you? (laughs) Some of you were. Love, relationship. Say that. Love, relationship. 
God has put the ability and the capacity of love and relationship in every human being. And we can sum it all up. Why did God create me? For love and for relationship. That you might receive love and give love and that you might live in relationship. We're in a relationship today. We're singing together. We're in the house of God together. Uh, we're in relationship. So we're created with that capacity and that ability. Our first parents had that love and that relationship with God. It was beautiful. It was perfect. And it was pure. And because they had a love relationship with God, Adam and Eve had a love relationship with one another. Sometimes our marriages are a reflection of our spirituality and of our relationship with the Lord. But this is the unconscionable thing that happened. Adam and Eve, our first parents, your parents, my parents, they had that wonderful relationship with God, love. They loved God. God loved them. God walked with them in the cool of the, of the day. Uninterrupted fellowship. They had it with God. And then of all things, unconscionable, yes, they walked away from it. Can you imagine anybody walking away from pure love and a pure relationship with God? God never walked away from them. They walked away from God. Now, how did it happen when they rejected God's word? God, God said, look, Adam and Eve, you can do anything in all the world that you want to do except one thing. And so God put that tree and said, don't eat of that tree because in the day you eat thereof, you'll surely die. If God hadn't put that tree there, that meant Adam and Eve couldn't have sinned. Everything they did or would have done would have been all right with God. So God said to himself, I'm sure I don't want a robot. I want love that comes by the choice of the will. So I'll give them just one little thing and I'll ask them, just, just don't do that. And everything will be just beautiful for all eternity. And lo and behold, they did it. Can you imagine them doing such a thing as that? The tempter came to Adam and said, did God really say that? Did God really say that you'll die? Now, come on, Adam, think this thing through. You're a logical thinking man. You've got a brain. Did God really say that? You see, the devil immediately sowed doubt. And that's where the breaking point came. When the devil sowed doubt, he listened, Adam did, to what the devil was saying. And then the devil turned and said, you will not certainly die. Satan, who are you to contradict God? God said, Adam, you will die. And then you come along and say, you won't die. You see, Jesus said the devil is the father of all lies. There was no such thing on this earth as a lie until the devil gave birth to it. A lie is the child of the devil. You will not surely die. Certainly that won't happen. Adam, I'll tell you what will happen. You will have godlike powers. You will know right from wrong. You will have power. You see, that's, all of us want power, don't we? We, we want to control. 
We don't want anybody to tell us what to do. We, we want power. We want control. And this is what the enemy appealed to Adam and said, you'll have God-like powers. And Adam said, hey, that, that sounds pretty good. Sounds all right to me. You know, I'll be just like God. And Adam followed and disobeyed and went against God. Now, the same thing is being relived today throughout the world. The desire for power, the desire for glory, the desire to be put on a pedestal, the desire to be seen, the desire to be somebody. And this is, this is what the devil is doing and saying to people today. Did God really say that? Did God give those Ten Commandments? People will say, well, let's look at them today. That was given thousands of years ago. Maybe we ought to reinterpret that today. But God's word is forever settled in heaven. And God's word will never change. Because God will never change. And so we, we can't debate God's word. God said what he said. And he meant what he said. And there it is. Forever. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of God will never pass away. Did God really say that? You see, Adam and Eve wanted to live by their own rules. And that's how we are for the most part today. We want to live by our own rules. We want to do it our way. Hey, am I, am I telling you the truth today? We want to do it our way. We want to live by our own rules. God gave Adam and Eve the gift of choice. What a wonderful gift that is. The gift of choice. And Adam used that gift of choice to choose to disobey God. He took the gift of God and threw it right back in God's face again. God, don't tell me to live by your word. Don't tell me how to interpret marriage and family. Don't tell me I need to go to church. Don't tell me these things. I don't believe it, God. I'm not going to do it. And God said, yes, but you will surely die. And all men are dying physical deaths, but they're dying spiritual deaths before they die the spiritual death. So we are, are interpreting God's word according to our desires, our whims, our wishes, because we have a friend that is living a certain lifestyle. We'll say, well, hey, maybe that's all right. You know, that's a little, he's a good man. She's a good woman. And so we put a lot of that human logic into it only to destroy our own thinking and our own relationship with God. Friend, when you go against God's word, listen to me now. When you go against God's word, there are consequences. Do you ever hear that? You break the law, you're going to pay the fine. Well, if I get caught, hey, God catches everybody. <laughs> Yeah, there are consequences. So Adam broke God's word, not thinking of the consequences, but oh, the consequences. And you and I are living in those consequences today. Universal sickness, suffering, disease, poor mental health. It's sad. So very, very sad. Thank you. 
Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock. And a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. I've been listening. Have you been listening to the, uh, some of the, the presidential debates? Boy, isn't that beautiful. <laughs> Real Christ-like, isn't it? For our children, for our children's children, and for the world that comes after us. We're going to have to live with that. People don't like people anymore. Thank God for the Largo Community Church of Friendship and Joy. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus and keep loving the Lord, walking in his faith and in his love. God help us. God help us. So the problem is sin. The prob- now, what is sin? Sin, sin is, is just basically this, fundamentally this. Sin is just doing something that God doesn't want you to do. I don't know any other clearer way of saying it other than that it's just doing something God doesn't want you to do and that's what Adam and Eve did there is corruption in the world there is death and dying there is pain and guilt there is suffering sorrow that's how we describe the human race today that's the problem What are we going to do with the problem? Okay, let's move to point B, the solution. Jesus is referred to as the second Adam. The first Adam lost it all for us. One man did all of this. Thank God for his mercy and his grace that he looked upon a world lost, completely helpless to help itself. And God sent another man. God sent the first man, and the first man messed everything up. And we got his genes. Now God has sent a second man called the second Adam. His name is Jesus. See, Adam only thought of Adam. He never thought of his wife. He never thought of his children. He only thought, I can be smart. I can have knowledge. I can have power. You see, that's what the devil told him he could have. And so that's what he thought he could have. He only thought of himself. And that's how sin is. Sin is very selfish. Sin says, how does it make me feel? And then we go for it. Sin is never, how does that affect somebody else? No, sin is, how does that make me feel? Adam sinned against the Lord, thinking only of himself. Jesus came, the second Adam, and Jesus thought only of us. Even when he was on the cross and they said, if you're the son of God, come down from the cross. He wasn't thinking of his pain and his suffering. He was only thinking of us. And he stayed on the cross. Now, as Satan came to 
Adam and tempted Adam and talked to Adam and had a conversation with Adam. The scripture says Jesus was led into the wilderness by the spirit. And that same tempter, the same devil that talked to the first Adam now is going to talk to the second Adam and present basically the same option. Brought him up high, showed Jesus the kingdoms of the world and said, now, if you'll just fall down and worship me, it'll all be yours. All the glory and all the power, it'll all be yours. The same exact temptation that he put to Adam, the first Adam. And what did Jesus say? Away from me, Satan. Away from me. Friend, temptation is going to come to every person. It's here. The devil, like a roaring lion, wants to devour every one of us. But when that comes, temptation isn't sin. But when it comes, just like it came to Jesus, away from me, Satan. When that doubt comes, when that feeling comes, when that thought about that other person comes, away from me, Satan. Don't entertain it. It'll pull you down. Look to the Lord. He will lift you up and he will bless you. God sent Jesus on a mission of mercy to rescue us. Now, why does God love us so? Why didn't he say, Adam, you and your posterity, you Cain and Abel, you and your daughters, go into damnation forever. I gave you everything. And you threw it back into my face. Why would God turn around and, said, and say, I'm going to rescue my, my people. I'm going to rescue them. Because we couldn't rescue ourselves. Nothing that we could do. And so God now is going to love us. Not going to, he always has. But he's now going to rescue us. I think of the story of the prodigal son. When the father saw the son coming, the father went out to meet the boy. When he went out to meet him, he didn't run down there and say, you rascal. I worked hard all my life, saved my money, your mother and I. And then you took half of my savings and your mother's savings and you squandered it on harlots. Did he say anything like that? No, he never reminded him of his sin. Neither will God remind you of your sin. You know what God will do with your sin? He'll forgive it. He'll forgive it. And Christians, Christians, we need to confess our sins. There's not a perfect person on this earth or in this church today. Not a one of us, myself included. Not a one of us. We need to go before God in pure repentance. No, the father ran. The father put his arms around that boy. The father said, let's have a party. Kill the fatted calf. Put new clothes on him. Put sandals on his feet. Put a ring on his finger. We're going to celebrate. This, my son, was lost. Now, here's, here it is. Those three words. This, my son. That's why he ran to meet him. That's why he put new clothes on him and a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. That's why they killed the fatted calf. This my son. This my daughter. This my son. That's what he's saying. He's looking at you today as a son, as a daughter, to love you, to save you, to bless you, to do something good for you. But you have to ask him. You have to come home like the prodigal son. You have to come to Jesus. Boy, when Jesus sees you coming... 
the Father's going to start running toward you. He'll bless you. He'll meet you. He'll help you. God will never stop loving you, even though you lose completely your relationship with him. Even throughout all eternity, he'll never stop loving you. I had a dear friend. He's in heaven now, a minister. He may have been a year or two older than me. Uh, he, a dear friend. We started out in the ministry together. We did hardly know each, knew each other back then when we started out. But we, we were both brought into the, the what were they called, the holy orders of, of ministry. And I followed him all of his life, and he followed me. And our lives began to come closer and closer together through the years. I knew his wife. I knew his children. Beautiful, beautiful family. And uh, this dear brother, this dear man, he, he was a great preacher. He was a good preacher. He preached in churches that I used to pastor. And, and I preached with him. And uh, so one time he told me the story. Right before he died, I, d- I didn't know it. You know, he only pastored these little churches. He never had a very much of a salary at all, just a, just a small income. And he saved some money through the years. Now he's an old man. Put it in the bank, and because of his health and his wife's health, he made his daughter uh, power of attorney. And uh, he was off on a mission, and he comes home, and he needed some money. And so he goes to the bank, and he goes into the banker, and he said, I want to withdraw some money. And the banker looked at him, and he said, Reverend, you don't have any money. Your daughter came in here three months ago, and she took every dime out of your, she closed your account. The daughter was going through a divorce. She has children. She ran up big bills. She knew there were several thousand dollars there. And that poor pastor, bless his dear heart, ended up with absolutely nothing. He almost died a pauper. I preached his funeral. I know what I'm talking about. I knew those daughters, those little girls, when they were just little tiny things. Saw them grow up. And I asked my, my pastor friend, I said, called the daughter, I said, is it possible she can pay you back? He shook his head, no. Said she doesn't have anything. This divorce, she's lost everything. And he spoke in such glowing, loving terms about that girl that so took everything that he had. He never stopped loving her. Never stopped loving her. That's what I'm saying. No matter what you've done, where you've gone, if you'll come to Jesus, that's a big if. But for whatever reason, I don't know why you wouldn't come to Jesus. Because God still loves you to forgive you, to love you, to embrace you, and to bring you in. Why continue to live in pain and suffering when you don't have to? You have the power of decision right now to turn to the Lord and accept and receive the gift that God has for you. Friend, there is hope beyond suffering. Jesus is the ultimate answer to your needs and all the needs to the world. Whatever you need, be it physical, spiritual, financial, Jesus is the answer. Look to Him and find amazing grace. We hope today's healing word has been a blessing and has encouraged your faith in God to grow. 
we invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at contactus@thehealingwordministries.com and share your blessing or send a prayer request and Pastor Morris will pray for you. As we conclude today's program, I want to invite you to pray for the ministry of the healing word and ask God on our behalf to bless these messages as they minister to hearts all over our nation's capital and the world. And if the Lord lays it on your heart, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris in financially supporting this ministry? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.